0: You know, I know it can be hard in the last 10 nights to stay continuously motivated. You hear everybody telling you like, go, go, push, push, but it's not always easy, especially if maybe you're alone or you're having like some difficult situation. But I think that what's really helpful is when we hear how other women who have really hard situations are absolutely pushing through. Like the particular woman that I'm thinking of right now is the woman that I have on today. I have a sister, a beautiful sister who is a new Muslim and she is just alone. She's a single mother. Her mother just passed. She left her with all types of debt. She's struggling so hard. And yet I see her continuously showing up and supporting other women. we have a a membership program. We have um, an entire Ramadan program. And I see her showing up. And I think just like in the past, I don't know, three weeks leaving like 72 different comments just pushing pushing women encouraging them at a time where she probably should need encouragement but she is just a just a guiding light for others and there's another sister in another program in our ramadan program that we're in that was told that next year by next year you know she might no longer be alive and so i just want to say that she this sister you would think she would be sad she'd be depressed she is a little down but at the same time like she is at every single class that we have pushing other sisters being positive encouraging giving suggestions like at a time when you would think again she would need The support so as we think we're struggling there are people who are struggling way worse than us especially the first sister the sister that's here with us today there's not even a Muslim in sight where she is she literally is alone no one in her family no one in the community the local masjid is just way far. She can't even go. And so talk about being alone. And these women are pushing through those emotions, pushing through their difficult situations and being an incredible inspiration to women who have it maybe way easier than they are. So I think this is just so helpful to hear these beautiful success stories. Like how do these women find this motivation? How do they find this inspiration? How are they pushing through so that we could do it too? Let's take a listen.
1: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back, sisters, to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, and we are here again with another Ramadan podcast. As we mentioned in the last podcast, we're coming Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays with information and inspiration to help you make it through the last 10 days especially. And today we have a very special guest. We have Sister Cassandra, and I wanted to say that like not everybody gets to um, be able to to speak out their truth and kind of things that they're going through. And I think that which Cassandra has to share today is something that can reach so many Muslims. I know many readers are out there celebrating Ramadan, and it's not easy for them. And I know many born Muslims are always very interested in the revert experience. And so what I want to talk to you about today is how. When we come together as women, our individual situations can just thrive as we, as women support one another. And so I just wanna say a big welcome to Sister Cassandra. Welcome here today with us. Oh, hello. Alhamdulillah, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for being here. And she is actually one of our Thrive members. I know a lot of you guys know that we have our global community and we are so excited that she's with us and she's been spending Ramadan with us sharing and just like really really being such a positive soul on the platform and so we're really really excited and she wanted to share some of her experience as a revert and so um it would be really helpful i think just for the people out there we have people from all over the world Cassandra's with us here in the u.s so alhamdulillah and she is going to tell us a little bit
2: about herself yes and uh mashallah i am so grateful for the thrive community um i'm so thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he guided me to it because um, I would be totally alone this Ramadan
1: have you heard my podcast I don't know not everybody does
2: yes I wa- I listen to it every day every time it comes out
1: <laughs> oh you're so <laughs> uh, sweet alhamdulillah
2: actually um I lost my mom in June um May Allah. May Allah. She, she passed away from a cancer that we found out she had in May and it was just okay. so fast and so quick and I was Christian Um, my whole life I was, um, raised a Pentecostal Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, I lost my faith, um, from, you know, things that had happened in my life. And, um, but we kinda, I never like really like gave up on it. I just didn't like go to church and I wasn't practicing, I guess you would say. Um, but my mom, um, she, she wasn't like necessarily practicing, um, but she kind of was at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, through her work, she worked for the Salvation Army, which is a Christian-based organization. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's always giving back to the community. Um, And when she lost that job, she was working for um, a mental health um, that was nonprofit as well, um, that serves the homeless community. And so, um, and when when I lost her, Um, all of those people just kept telling us how grateful they were for her in their lives and um, I met a friend probably Haram um, on um, but I didn't know (laughs) on um, Facebook and um, that's how I kind of like was introduced to Islam I mean I knew about it but I didn't know about it you know And, um, anyway, so I was living with my mom. I have my son. I was previously from a previous relationship. Um, and I was taking care of my grandma with my mom and she passed away a few years ago. And then my mom, of course I lost her. Um, and so I am completely alone. Um, I don't know. I told you all that whole big story (laughs) Sorry to tell you that, um, it's me and my son and uh, my mom's best friend who I call my auntie um, she, we, we took her in because she was having some trouble. Um, she lost her job and everything. And so she has just kind of stayed here with me. And if I didn't have her, um, I would have been all alone in this and I'm the oldest of three girls. Mm. And so, um, I had to take care of everything and I'm still having to deal with that kind of stuff because she thought she had life insurance, but she didn't. And so there's all kinds of debt that I have in uh, inherited kind of. And so, um, I'm working through that. Um, but I am in a small town in Oklahoma. Um, and like I have said um, on the Thrive Community, um, I am 46 to 50 miles away from the nearest mosque. And that's the one that I took Shahada. Um, and so, and there's like, I think he told me there's one other Muslim family here in Shawnee, but I don't know who they are, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I am like alone, unsupported. My sisters, my youngest sister, she lives in California still, five states away. I'm in the Midwest and um, that's where we're all from. And um, she, she doesn't necessarily not support me, but she is. she's just like, be careful because in the United States, Islam is not um, fully accepted or embraced. And especially in the Midwest where I am, um, it's um, not necessarily dangerous. You know, it's not like Yemen or anything like that. Um, but um, there is some uh, misconceptions that lead people to believe that all Muslims are terrorists. And um and in here, Oklahoma is known as the Bible, the buckle of the Bible belt. Um, so this, the, all of the South is like considered the Bible Belt because they're all um, um, Christian majority, and Oklahoma is like in the middle of it, so that's why it's called the buckle. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and so it's not, you know, I haven't um encountered any horrible things um or anything like that. I I've seen some stares, some strange looks, but other than that, nothing has been horrible. And my work. Place has been so supportive and um I've been there for five years so they've not treated me differently since I came back and you know because I started the school year with um wearing turban hijabs um and things like that because I was still what I called trying it on um I was still trying Islam on I was um doing um you know i was doing the prayers and i was wearing the the turban hijabs it was summertime and um that kind of a thing and <clears throat> and so um yeah i i there's no support where i am honestly and i am all alone all by myself um uh, my son is still coming to terms with the fact that i'm doing this um he's finally um kind of accepting it um you know he gives time for my prayers he's 11 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so he would like at first he would he would not be respectful of my prayer time and he would not be um he just didn't understand um so I told him I said you can watch but you can't interrupt me um and he um he He's on the autism spectrum but he's on the higher end he's like almost what they would call savant um, he's very very intelligent but he has some social awkwardness and he doesn't understand social norms and he has some boundary issues and so we work through that and so anything new any kind of new change is very strange for him and so um yeah. Yeah, I'm an educator. I'm a licensed educator, so I've worked with children yeah. like that for years.
1: My kids have a, both my daughter, my daughter and my son have ADHD. And so I'm, I'm familiar with like having to make accommodations, having to be understanding, you know, and, and how other people are not, and they just think, you know, whatever they think. Yeah. And so you know, yeah, it's not easy all the time. let me make it easy.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so he um it was really strange. And so he he kind of like, mmm went, you know, kind of crazy or whatever. I was able um, to put some clothes on, so. <laughs> I'm
1: hiding in my bedroom because my kids are, like, making a lot of noise, so forgive me. Yeah,
2: that's that's where I am, too, because my <laughs> son's up. <there> yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, um, it's very strange. So he's finally, you know, in Ramadan, he was, like, kind of, like, oh, my gosh, you're not going to eat all day. You're going to die, you know, kind of a thing. He's always an yeah. extreme. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, he finally, like, even today I told him, I said, my, you know, I came home with a migraine and um, I'm dealing with some ear infections and things. And so I told him I didn't feel good and I was going to lay down. And um, so I missed my one 30 prayer. And so it was three thirty, And I said, I have to pray, I have to pray. And mashallah, he did not interrupt me. He did not come in and, you know, cause he likes to laugh at me or whatever. Cause it looks weird. Right. Mm. Um, and so but, yeah, and like if he's in the room with me, he doesn't interrupt me, he doesn't laugh anymore, he doesn't snicker, he doesn't you know make fun of what I have to say um, and so he's he's coming around, and um, I pray all the time that Allah will guide him on the straight path, but um we'll see, we'll see so Cassandra, I think
1: it's really important that um, all of us understand kind of like what it's like to be a revert like and and how we get led to where we get led, everybody has kind of their own. Small story. So if you could kind of say just in a brief way, like what led you to Islam? Because I'm so intrigued. You seem to say that you're in this place where Islam doesn't really exist. And so, like, how did you like just basically really pretty fast? Like, come to say, okay, this is for me. And even though there's nowhere around me where I could practice, and maybe no one around me will understand and support this experience and this decision, like, how did you end up being led to where you are?
2: Um, it was Mostly um, losing my mom, that um, led me to where I am today, um, but also in the um, like just trying it out kind of a kind of a thing as well. Um, I will say that while I was doing the prayers before I took Shahada because I and I started out a little ambitious doing all five daily prayers, but I was off for summer break, so that was a little easier for me to do.. Um, <clears throat> But I will say the first few prayers that I had, that I tried, or that I did, and I used an app because I didn't know what they were or what to say or anything like that. Um, But I had done some research, so I knew all of the steps. Um, And so in that, I felt a serenity and a peace that I had been missing since my mom had passed away. Um, and um, I it's so weird and it's gonna sound strange, but I felt like a warm embrace literally, like my mom and Allah subhanahu ta'ala were hugging me during that prayer when I needed it the most, and it was right then that I knew that i that islam was my journey that that's where i needed to be and it did take me a while to do sh- to take shahada but um alhamdulillah i did and this ramadan is bringing me even closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so i i am so grateful for that
1: subhanallah that's so amazing and i i love how you said that because it's true and you're really really going through something hard Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can bring us kind of what we need when we need it. And we don't always know we need it. We don't always know exactly what we need. But subhanAllah, Allah is always right on time, right? SubhanAllah. Yeah. And um, I wanted to say, I know it's not easy. Every day, like you've been with us and you're experiencing a lot of what you're experiencing. And at the same time, now you're with us and you're with community. And I think it's so hard for so many women out there. If I heard, if I could like mention two words that I think I hear over and over with women, I think it's like, I'm lonely. I'm depressed. I'm lonely. I'm depressed because they're going through so many things. And a lot of times we're not sharing it. When you share things on Instagram and Facebook, you can get all kinds of responses. Sometimes people send you wonderful messages to support. And sometimes people are extremely critical and judgmental. And I think that's real. I think people underestimate the power of their words on people who are going through difficult situations. And so I know that you have been mentioning What a positive experiencing you've been having with community and so could you just tell us a bit about like and explain to other reverts like what it's like and, and our platform is for reverts and and born Muslims but I mean from that experience like what it's like to be supported in Ramadan and kind of how that makes a, a a different approach for you for the for the month.
2: Um, it's, oh, it is so um, wonderful. And it is um, helpful and, and exactly what I needed because I am in a place where I don't have really any support um, or um, any kind of guidance other than what Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala gives me. Um, and so approaching or when coming into Ramadan, I was very nervous. I was like, I'm not gonna be able to fast um, you know, I, I, I'm, I've never done it before, you know, 14 hours with no water. That's what I was concerned about was no water. I'm not going to make it like, what am I going to do? Oh my goodness. And then, um, I came upon, um, your, um, I can't, I don't know exactly where, how I found, um, Mindful Muslima, but I did. And I, I, signed up for the the Ramadan recharge and I got that free class and I don't know, something in there just made me change my perspective of Ramadan and not the dauntingness of fasting for 14, 16 hours (laughs) or, you know, having to um, figure out what I'm supposed to do other than the fasting. Um, It made me excited. Instead, it turned that nervous energy into excitement and um, I couldn't do the the whole workshop, the the whole thing, because it was just not in my budget right now. But um, um, I was accepted into the Thrive Community, and and so I did do that. I enrolled in that, and let, it, it has been the support that I don't have. Um, there are so many other women that um, have been through Ramadan before that have advice. Um, And then there are even those who ask questions and I found that I have um, advice or suggestions that I can give and I didn't think I would be in that position, Mm. but um, being an educator, being a teacher, um, that is where I shine. And so um, it makes me feel good to know that I can help as well as receive help when I need it.
1: And I think that's so beautiful because sometimes we come to situations with like the feeling of our cup half full and, 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 um, it, it's like, excuse me, it's half empty. Is that how you say it? Like, yeah. like, you just feel like, like I'm deficient and I have to catch up. Like everybody knows what's going on and I just have to catch up. Even from born Muslims, I get that. Like they're just thinking like everybody's religious and having this religious Ramadan experience and I'm not. I have nothing to offer other women, but that's so not true. And that's really something that I'm so glad you said that, that we're trying to do. We're trying to let women know like everybody has so much to contribute. Like for example, the fact that you lost your mother, like um, there are gonna be women on there that maybe just maybe in this month or next month or whatever, they might lose a loved one. And you will totally understand Understand that experience and you will come from a place of sincerity and say hey I've been there um you know I know how it feels like I'm here for you I'm making dua for you and that will be exactly what they need in that time so it's like it's very cyclical and so I love that and I love that you realize that so fast because I'm like good now you know like you have a lot to contribute and share Alhamdulillah. and you know you that's exactly what you're doing and that's why we thought you were so inspirational because you picked up so fast on so many things and you're there just like, like no fear, just diving right in. Like, and I might not know all the answers and I might not do it all right, but that's okay because like, this is just me growing and that's part of growing, right? Like not doing everything properly, like just figuring it out, but it's so much better and it's so much easier to me when you don't do it alone. And I, and I, mm-hmm. and I respect that you, that you recognize that because a lot of women do and they struggle and they they put on hijab. And then after a year or two, they're like, forget it. This is too hard because they don't realize like, you're not meant to do it alone. Islam mm-hmm. is a communal religion. It's not quite like other religions. It's kind of like, it's meant to ever, like you said, like to be this embrace, like kind of like what you felt like it was just like, it's meant to be like you walk outside. If a Muslim man sees you like getting harassed, like he will run to your aid and he doesn't even know your name. Like that's the type of community we have. Even even like not the best practicing Muslims will do that. There's this sense of honor and protecting our women. And and, it, and that is the beautiful side that I think we don't hear enough about. And as women, I love that you have been just so um, open to sharing and just like encouraging other women too. I see all the little comments like, yeah, sis, way to go. This, Everybody's kind of just cheering each other on. And I love that. So I really want to say, like, I'm so happy to have you with us. And I'm so happy you found us, And I'm so impressed with your courage and your resilience and your openness just to encourage other women as well. So khair. Alhamdulillah. Oh, alhamdulillah. Thank you so much. And so today, ladies, I just wanted to share with you kind of this beautiful to me success story, because even though Cassandra's story is just at its beginning, it's at its inception, let's say there is just so much growth that can happen with an open mindset. And I, I've talked before, maybe Prisanda, you haven't seen all of my workshops, but I've had ones before on like growth mindset. And I feel like your approach and your attitude is very growth mindset. It's just like, you know, this is the end of things. You know, I might not know, but it's just because I haven't gotten the tools yet. And then once they have them, I'll figure it out. Maybe it's the teacher in you that whole, like I, I do it myself too, as an educator, like I can figure it out, like I'll make it work. And so Alhamdulillah, that will get you so far. So I just wanted to encourage other women, you know, to not be afraid to try new things, to have experiences, to connect with other women. Sister, did you have any last words of encouragement to women out there um, who might be struggling or or not having community?
2: I, the only thing I can say is that um, even when we feel that we're alone, um, We always do have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and and we need to turn to him. And I'm learning that too, as well. And um I'm I always like to learn. And so this is just a new experience for me. And I can just jump in there and I have so much, a whole new world that I can experience and, and learn from. And I'm um I'm doing that. And so just don't don't forget that he's there for us and he wants to hear from us. He wants us to come to him. And um I am, like I said, relearning that and doing that myself in this in this new experience of Ramadan.
1: Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And it's a beautiful experience to have it too, because it's just, there's so, it's such a different vibe, a different feeling. And I, I, I told so many women, like I had my Instagram the other day, I had a bunch of women come to my house and we broke fast together. And I'm like, it is my intention that it's some way, somehow, eventually I can do some type of like iftar meetups with all these women, because it is so nice. And you finally get just sit and eat and talk and you just be like, I don't know, like real sisters. And so that is my desire. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, I can almost do it. I just have to make it more perfect. So we're trying every day. And I just want to say that, like, it's so important to me that women like you are there and supporting other women. It's so important that women like you are here just like like you said, learning and growing. And so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for your, your fasting. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your ibadah and accept all of your du'a. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us all in a gathering better than this in Jannah for ameen ya rabbil alameen. Thank you, sisters, so much for um, joining with us. And I just hope that you can just take at least one piece of inspiration away from this podcast. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make your fasting and ibadah easy as well. And in these last 10 days, don't forget to push yourself in ways that you haven't before, we have so much inside of us, so much ability that we haven't pushed ourselves sometimes to that limit of growth. And I want you to know if you are trying to grow and things are new and different and difficult, that's okay. That's actually good because change comes when you're uncomfortable. When you are not uncomfortable, that's when you stay stuck. So if you got to push yourself to certain limits, that's okay. And don't think you're going to sleep well these 10 days because you're not. And That's just the end of the marathon. You're at the last leg of the race. You're not going to sleep and that's okay. But after that, you can take as much rest as you want. You have the whole rest of the year to recoup, but let's use this time to connect with Allah and just increase in our good deeds and all of our Quran and so forth. So I will see you guys in the next. Podcast, inshallah, Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.